I don't know if you how much you heard it in the background there, but we were playing every praise is to our God. And uh, that song, you know, every praise uh, with one accord, uh, glory, hallelujah to our God. Every praise is to our God. That song became a weapon for nine-year-old Willie Myrick when he was kidnapped uh, from his driveway in Atlanta and uh, got put into the car, thrown into the car, and the driver's kidnapped, is driving around, and Willie just keeps singing, uh, every praise is to our God, every song of worship is to our God, uh, glory, hallelujah. The kidnapper starts, tells him to shut up, and is uh, throwing expletives at him, uh, and you know, because he couldn't stand this uh, song of praise, and young Willie just kept singing, every praise is to our God. Uh, I could launch into that right now, but we haven't got time for that. And uh, anyway, after three hours of driving around, the kidnapper was so annoyed, so irritated, he opened the door, stopped the car, and said, get out, boy. There is power in praise. There is power in praise. There really is. So come with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 16, familiar passage of Scripture. We know the Scripture, but do we live it? We know it, but do we live it? Verse 22, the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes. They always tended to do that back in those days, and, uh, and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. Imagine that's you, dirty, stinky, rat-infested cockroaches. Verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loose. All Paul and Silas had done were delivered this demon-possessed woman. So they're beaten with rods. They're cast into the inner prison in the midst of their greatest trial probably of their lives. They're singing praises to God. They're worshiping God. And suddenly there's an earthquake and all the chains are broken off. So here's my question to you today. Are you going to let your chains break your praise or let your praise break your chains? Are you going to let your chains break your praise or let your praise break your chains? Some of you came in today, you could barely sing, you could barely worship, you can barely lift your hands because you feel depressed, oppressed, downtrodden, you know, sick, you know, just battling away financial issues, but you're weighed down with heavy issues in your life. But there is a praise that breaks chains. So are you going to let your chains stop you praising? Are you going to let them determine how much you you sing, how much you lift your hands, how much you shout, how much you clap, or are you going to use your praise and you're going to tell your change, you're not going to stop me praising, you're not going to stop me lifting my hands, you're not going to stop me worshiping my God, but my God, I'm going to sing louder, I'm going to sing stronger, I'm going to lift my hands higher because I'm going to use my praise to break my chains in Jesus' name. Paul and Silas could not move their feet, but they could move their lips and sing. Paul and Silas could not move their feet, but they could still lift their hands in praise to God. Use what's loose to praise your God. 
Don't let the things that abound be the determining factor in what you do with your life and what you do with your voice. Use what's loose to shake what's bound. Use your voice. Use your hands. Lift it up in praise. There is, you're going to see today there's greater power in praise than we realize. You know, we all have areas where we are free. We're not bound in every area of our lives. Focus on what's free and let praise rise to God. You see, whatever you focus on is going to determine uh, the quality, how much you feel free in yourself to lift your hands and to praise God. The Bible says there, and we just read it, it says, everyone's chains were loosed. It was a chain reaction. Everyone's chains were loosed. I reckon it's time in Church Unlimited for a chain reaction and for people's chains more and more to be loosed, not just one person or two or three, but five, 10, 20, 50, 100, hundreds of people's chains are loosed in Jesus' name. So I'm believing, I'm praying, I don't know if anyone else is with me, by the end of tonight, somebody, many people's chains are gonna be broken and loosed in Jesus' name. Maybe change you've had for weeks, months, years, decades. It's never too late for God to come on the scene and break the chains. Look, I've used this weapon in my life over and over again. Sometimes when nothing else works, you know, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've declared, you've interceded, you've got people to pray for, you've got the best to lay hands on, you're still not free. I have found that praise has been a weapon for me that has brought breakthrough in my life and brought victories that nothing else is, can do. I'm telling you, folks, listen carefully. Praise works. Praise is powerful. Praise breaks up. I don't know who I'm talking to, maybe someone on the screen, someone that's online or someone in the house, but somebody is chains are gonna break off before today is out. This could be your day. Does anyone have faith in the house to believe that this could be your day? You know, most people listen, they just say, ah, it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. I've prayed, I've cried out, just, ah, no, forget it. You can't think like that, folks. You think like that, you'll never be free. You never come loose from the chains. You know, the Spirit of the Lord, whether the Spirit of the Lord is his liberty, God's will is that you are free. That's God's will. That's God's plan. That's God's desire. And so we're going to go after that. We're going to believe for that. And tonight we're going to push as hard as we can using this weapon of praise to break. And some chains, I know, some chains will break if you come with faith and come with expectation. They say that praise is a bridge that can carry you over troubled waters. Anyone facing troubled waters? Yeah, don't raise your hand. Praise is the bridge. Turn to the next person and say, tell them this is awesome. <laughs> Maybe you don't think that, but hey, I just try to, I think someone needs to. Hey, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. See, praise is a weapon of war. You know, we all face battles, and we've got to know how to use weapons of war. Because if we don't, we're going to be defeated over and over and over and over again, because natural weaponry is just not going to do the job. We need to know how to war in the spirit, and so I'm training you today. 
I'm training you tonight of how to do battle in the spirit, because I've done that over the years, and I've seen breakthroughs and victories over and over again. Mum and dad got saved, family members got saved, other things I've come free of, but that's because I, I've learned how to war in the spirit. The problem I see with many Christians today, I'm sure none of you here, and none of you online, but you know, in other churches, they don't know how to war in the spirit. They just go on a natural ability, natural effort, and just human, uh, human, you know, reasoning, and wondering why there's no victories. Friends, you've got to know how to battle in the spiritual world and the spiritual realm. So here we go. Watch this. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 2. It's going to come up for you in the first number of verses here. You know the story, but I, I, why I repeat some stories? We know the stories, but do we live the stories out? Yeah. Do we actually put them into practice? So some of them came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you. We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. Is that you? But our eyes are upon you. Verse 15, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, because the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 22, 22, watch here. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord, they went out before the army. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and they were defeated. Right, I want, to, want you to see three very simple things in this passage of Scripture. Number one, they're facing an impossible situation. This huge army is coming. Are you facing something that seems impossible right now? This passage is specifically designed for you. Because I think all of us are facing something that is impossible. The problem when we face something impossible is we think it's impossible. But with God, things, all things, with God, all things are possible. So with God, there's nothing impossible yeah. with God. Right. And we need to remember that. That's what happened. This is what this passage tells us. And then number two, they say, we don't know what to do. Some of you don't know what to do. We face situations. We don't know what to do. But then it says our eyes are upon you. You know, when you shift your eyes onto God, God can give you re tell you what to do. He can give you insight. He can give you understanding. Our eyes are upon you. So the point here is don't focus on the problem because it will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Focus on God, and he will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right now, whatever you're facing, I want you to turn your eyes off your problem onto God. Can you do that? Off your problem and on to God, because then he will, he, he, will get, he will get bigger and stronger. It says in Psalm 34, verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. What does that mean? It doesn't mean, magnify doesn't mean you make God bigger. <laughs> God's, you can't make God bigger. But what you can do is you can make him bigger in your eyes. You can see him as bigger than your problem, greater than your struggle, you know, more victorious over anything that comes against you. So you magnify, that's the power of praise. That's the beauty of praise is it lifts your faith. It makes your God bigger, bigger than whatever you might be facing. So magnify the Lord with me. It builds your faith for a miracle. They say the size of your God is determined by the size of your praise. I wonder what your praise was like this morning. Hmm? What was it like? It's an indication of the size of your God. And it's probably telling you whether you're going to get your victory or not soon. 
The size of your praise is the size of your God. That's why we have to learn to praise God more and more and more. Then number point three is this. The battle is not yours, but God's. Do you like that? Tell the person next to you, the battle's not yours, it's God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. How many of you reckon it's ridiculous that you're facing this massive army, so you go out and sing? Like, what is that? Like, how insane is that? Is that, your, is that your best strategy you can think of? Just sing a song? Right? <laughs> is that the best we can do? No. No, it seems ridiculous. But see, friends, that's when we have to understand how the spirit realm works. Yeah. If we don't understand how it works, we stay in the natural and we don't see the victories that God has got uh, for us. Praise is God's mysterious way of releasing his power to work miracles. It's God's mysterious way. It's just like, how does this happen? It is mysterious, but I know it's... How many of you have seen victories through praise, by the way? Give me a wave. Is anybody? There's a few of us. Not many, but there's a few of us have. Hey, those of you who have never seen it, try it. (laughs) I'm telling you, it is more powerful than you would ever believe or realize. See, every time we praise, like we did this morning... Biblically, there should be a release of power. There just should be. Why? Because it says in Psalm 22, verse 3, you are enthroned in the praises of Israel. God inhabits praise. And so there should be. And I think one um, one of the sad things or one of the big struggles of the Western church today, are you ready for this? Is we praise and we worship and expect no miracles. Expect no power. We just don't expect it. And because we don't expect it, guess what? It doesn't happen. And so it's become a, I don't want to be too hard on this, but it becomes a religious exercise. We sing our four songs. Tick the box. Did anything happen? No, but I did my four songs. That's not how it's meant to be, friends. So my goal is I'm trying to shift us into the reality of God's power and presence and what is actually meant to happen uh, when we praise God when we lift our voices and sing. So as we build, build that expectation, and we'll go after this tonight, we're, we're going to create an atmosphere, the best as I can do, uh, and so create an atmosphere of God's power so that chains will break tonight, and we'll see God do some amazing things. I'll never give up on this, friends. My, my greatest pursuit, many of you know now, is for the power of God to be restored to the church. Because I, without that, I don't think the church has got any hope for the future. We've got to see the power because the enemy's going to come in like a flood. You know, darkness is going to come, depression, mental health, sickness. It's all going to come, and it's coming. It's already in. It's going to increase. Unless we get the power of God, friends, we're we're fighting a forest fire with a water pistol. It's not going to work. We've got to get the power of God. Tell the person next to you in a loud voice, we need the power of God. Go and say it again one more time. Is anyone with me on this, by the way, that we need the power of God? Come on, we need the power of God. We're going to go after the power of God. We're not going to give up till we get the power of God, and we will get the power of God. I'm telling you, we're going to get this.
in my heart, I know we are going to get this. I just hope it's not too far away. So as we lift up the sun, you've heard me say it before, the son of God, we pull down the serpent. So never lose your song of praise. Never lose your song of praise because the day you do, you will be defeated over and over again. Never lose your song of praise. Keep it up. And if you've lost it, join us tonight. Those online, come and join us tonight. Get your song of praise back because it's possibly the most powerful weapon or one of the most powerful weapons that you will possess. Don't lose your song of praise, please. Hold on to it as best you can. Now, the key for Paul and Silas, I believe in this situation, was they were connected together. It wasn't just Paul. Paul and Silas. We talked last week about the importance of being connected. That when the storms of life come, you've got other Christians around you that can support you and strengthen you and hold you up. God help the Christian who finds himself alone when the battle rages. So they did this experiment. And uh, before I get to the experiment, just listen carefully. One of the great goals of the enemy in these days is to keep Christians isolated. Keep us separated. One of the great goals of the pandemic and the COVID, one of the enemy's strategies here is to keep us isolated, keep us separated, keep us away from church, keep us away from gathering together. It's a master strategy of the enemy because he likes to fight us one-on-one because he can pick us off so easily when we're isolated from other people. And so we need to keep um, staying connected together. And so they, they did this experiment and they got two monkeys and what I wanted to test was the stress levels uh, when there was uh, loud music and, and noise and that kind of thing taking place. So what they did is first, they put these two monkeys in separate cages and they did this noise, they put this noise there, uh, loud sounds and, uh, flash, and they flashlights as well. And so when the, the monkeys were in separate cages, the stress level was off the charts. So they thought, well, let's, let's try, let's put these monkeys together in the same cage. So they did that, the same flashing lights, the same loud noise, the stress hormone that they measured when the monkeys were together was half of when they were separate. Friends, connection. It's what the church is all about, it's what Christianity is all about. See, it says Paul and, A-N-D, Silas, together, they got the breakthrough. Here's my question. Do you have the and in your life? You and who? Who do we put in there? And, because you've got to have that and because the whole thing of being connected together, we can get the job done. Two of them together. So imagine for a moment, <laughs> Paul and Silas in prison. I mean, this is, just, this is not biblical, but this is my guesswork here. Or I heard it somewhere, actually. My guesswork here. So Paul and Silas in prison is pretty, pretty bad, pretty miserable. But Paul starts singing, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord, every praise. Silas says, shut up, Paul. I'm, I'm, my back is beaten. I'm bleeding. I'm weary. I'm miserable. I'm depressed. This is no, Paul, this is no time to sing. 
Paul says, every praise is due our God. Every word of worship in one accord, and probably not long, not long after, Silas probably starts finishing the phrase off for him, and they together begin to sing. And as they sing together, friends, the, the earthquake comes, the chains are broken, and both of them are set free. There's a chain reaction, and everybody is set free. Why? Because it was Paul and Silas. Yeah. Paul, may, Silas may have been down, but Paul was up. Other times, Silas may have been up, Paul was down. But together, connected, Paul and Silas won the victory and broke the chains and set everybody else free as well. It's so important to be connected, isn't it, to one another. Genesis 49, verse 8. Some of you know this verse. Judah, which speaks about praise, says, Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Do you know when you, apparently they say, when you put your hand the right way on the neck of the enemy, a person, you paralyze them. God is saying to you today, when you begin to praise God from the depths of your being, it puts God's hand, as it were, on the neck of your enemy and it paralyzes him. Who would like to see the enemy paralyzed? Praise. Praise, friends. Praise is on the neck of your enemies. This is such a powerful powerful weapon that God has given us. I pray we can restore it to the church today because I think the church of the West has lost the power of praise. They've just forgotten about it. It's become a religious thing. It's just something we tick the box. But if we can restore genuinely from the depths of our being, knowing that when we begin to praise God, he puts his hand on the neck of our enemies. The enemy is crushed, defeated, our chains are broken, and we begin to be set free in the name of Jesus. Judah, weapon of praise to defeat the enemy. I, I read the story of this couple. The husband, the father was an alcoholic. So this may be for someone, someone might need to hear this. So for 30 years, they prayed. 30 years. Cried out to God. And I said, God, where are you? God, we've prayed so much. God, why aren't you hearing our cry? Why aren't you answering our prayer? No result. They came to a service just like this one. And the preacher talked about the power of praise, to break the power of the enemy, to paralyze his neck, to defeat him. They thought, well, we've prayed 30 years. Let's try this weapon of praise. So the two of them, I think the, the wife and the daughter or something, they launched into praise. They praised and praised within two weeks. The husband was saved. He was an alcoholic as well. Saved and set free of alcoholism. Two weeks of praise, friends. 30 years of prayer. 30 years of prayer didn't get the job done. Folks, some of you need to shift from prayer to praise. Keep praying, but you need to put in that weapon of praise. Push it hard, push it strong. Come tonight, praise with everything you've got, and let's see what God will do. You see, we have to understand, friends, in spiritual warfare, you can't just use the one weapon and think that's always going to do the job because then it becomes a formula. God says, no, 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 there's different strategies in different situations. And one of the big strategies, of course, is what we're talking about today, this whole area of praise. You know, praise can deliver from emotional and spiritual torment. Interesting, eh? Here's a verse of scripture for you, 1 Samuel 16, 23. You know, Saul was um, afflicted by evil spirits. David took a harp, played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well. And the evil spirit 
departed from it. Music drove away the tormenting spirit. Wow, I wonder, if there anybody in the house online, you're tormented? I wonder if there's anyone like that, you're tormented. Praise, worship can drive out. Here's a testimony that was sent through. A person said that they struggled daily with emotional and physical pain. They said at times it was too much to bear. They were plagued by feelings of hopelessness, anxiety, and depression. They were in a deep, deep pit. wonder if there's anyone in-house online that's like that today. Anyway, obviously heard about the power of praise. This person began to praise, began to worship day after day through the storm. They said after a short while, they began to feel hopeful. Praise began, you know, because you magnify the Lord. He becomes bigger, he becomes greater than your problem. So that person began to become more and more hopeful. And then they went on, the testimony says that in time, God gave them victory over the emotional and physical pain. Praise defeated the enemy once again in Jesus' name. I, I could give you story after story after story of the power of praise. I've probably given you enough for tonight. I might have one or two more. I'm not sure, but uh, it was just such a, such a powerful thing. You know, the enemy, can you just take this on board? The enemy is terrified that you're going to lose or you're going to understand the power of praise. He is terrified because he knows the day you do, you're going to start seeing some great victories. So he's got to do everything he can to blind your eyes. And that's why during times of praise and worship, every distraction under the sun comes at you. How many have experienced that, eh? Every distraction, every thought, you start thinking about things you hadn't thought about for ages, but he's, he's got to stop you understanding the power of praise. Well, I can add to that also the power of prayer. He's got to stop you understanding that as well, because these are key weapons that our, our God has given us. And hey, look, I can preach this stuff, friends, because I experience it. I see praise win victories. I see prayer give answers. You know, it's, it's, I'm not giving you head knowledge here. I'm giving you experiential knowledge. I know this stuff works, and I want you to see this work. I want it to happen in your life as well. I don't want you to keep battling away with your problems over for year in and year out, after and over, over and over again, when there are weapons that if we learn to use them, they can make a difference. I'm telling you to anybody in-house online, if you will learn to truly praise God, if you'll learn to push into prayer, your chains will break. You will see victories. You will see miracles. You may not see them all at one time, but little by little, you're going to start seeing God work powerfully in your life. And when you've seen God work once, you know he can work a second time. When you've seen him work two or three times like I have, you know nothing is impossible with God. You know he's a God of miracles. You know he's a God who breaks change. You know he's a God that can bring freedom into your life. I know, I know that I know that I know that God can do these things. Do you know do you know that you know that you know? He is a God of power. Hey, look, all I'm preaching is this book. <laughs> if you don't believe me, just read it. It's all found in here. Okay, we're to bring this thing into land. So, a couple of more thoughts here. Let me give you some practical steps to help you praise more. Practical steps, all right. Number one, don't complain. Tell the person next to you, yell at them, don't complain. <laughs> don't complain. 
Do you know, when you complain, and I know none of you here complain, but there are people out there that complain, all right? You, you, we, we don't complain in this house here, but you see, when we complain about our situation, we remain in it, okay? But when we praise in our situation, God begins to lift us out of it. You complain, you're gonna stay in it. The more you complain, the more you stay in it. The more you praise, the more God can uh, move you out of it. They say this, that every attitude that you have attracts the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. Ask the person next to you, how's your attitude? It's gone very quiet in the house. How is your attitude? Attitude, come on, how is your attitude? Good attitude? Everyone with a great attitude, please stand to your feet right now. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Everyone with a bad attitude, please run to the front. We're going to pray for you. No, we're not going to do that either. All right. Hey, so don't complain. Number two, Psalm 119, 164, seven times a day, I praise you. Seven times a day, I praise you. So you praise God in church. You praise him in your car. You praise him in your street. You praise him at work. You praise it at home. You praise him in the bathroom. You praise him in the shower. Seven times a day, I will praise the Lord. This is Bible, friends. Let's start doing it, and let's see what God will do. Let me tell you how to get your breakthrough. Praise like you already have it. Praise like the money is already in the bank. Praise like God has already healed you. Praise like you've already got your breakthrough. Praise like you've got the job that you dreamed of. Praise Him like you've already got your PR. Praise Him like the wedding ring is on your finger. <laughs> Do that one a bit carefully, but anyway. Praise God like your chains have broken off in Jesus' name. We have yet to see and discover the power of corporate praise. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. It's time to lift our praise to a higher level and see God break out in our lives like never before and to see chains break. And may there be a chain reaction in Jesus' name. Amen.